the I see a man capable of anything. You tell me you have to leave in 90 minutes and I don't believe you. I just see, wow, this guy can, this, this guy could stay all morning. This guy could last all day. I believe in you. His wife thinks so too. A few minutes ago, I was in the living room. Uh, no, it was actually to be, well, yeah, I was in the, I was, uh, I had a weird morning this morning. I was in the kitchen uh, in my underwear with Andrew Hiller drinking coffee. And then later on, uh, we shared a computer uncomfortably close uh, <laughs> in our underwear, uh, reading Be Friendly Fitness, getting caught up on the three new articles that are on there, uh, all regarding the European, um, uh, semifinals that are coming, uh, exciting. If you are not excited about that, you're at the right place. We are definitely going to get you excited about it. It is worth being excited about. And if you uh, need more excitement, make sure you go over to B, B, it's just a letter B, friendly fitness, no dots or anything.com and check out the articles. Is there anything you need? Is there anywhere you do your work, John, or do you save it all for this podcast? I save it all for this podcast. You're a good dude. Um, Loyal, loyal and committed. You're a one, you're a monogamous, you have a monogamous uh, relationship. I cannot say the same for Andrew and Mr. Friend. Uh, there. Barbell spins my side piece. <laughs> All right. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, exciting week. Here's what's cool about, before we say anything else, how are we going to watch this as Americans? Uh, I, I, I couldn't tell on this thread we're on. I said, hey, what are the hours on this? And B Spin said, look at this week's schedule and add nine hours. Is it, re- is it really that simple, uh, Mr. Friend? Yeah, all the, comp- all the tests take place at the same time, local time. <clears throat> so whatever was starting at 9 a.m. in Orlando also started at 9 a.m. in Pasadena and will also start at 9 a.m. in Berlin. Really? It's like that? I believe so. Okay, so for us, add nine hours to nine, and so that's 6 p.m. Okay, so I could probably do both. I could probably be at the Broken Science Initiative at the ranch this weekend. And what are you guys going to do? Are you staying up? I'll start with who I think is not staying up. Are you staying up throughout the night to watch it, Mr. Hiller? Uh, What do you mean? Are you saying that I will or will not? I think you you will not. I will not. No, I usually watch this the day I wake up. Mr. Young, will you stay up throughout the night? I will do whatever you ask of me, Savon. God, you're a good dude. And uh, and Brian, you will be in Berlin. Yeah, I'm leaving for the airport in less than four hours. Okay. And I also heard, um, I'm hearing rumblings that Chase is flying to Berlin to do uh, events one and three. Can you confirm or deny that? I can confirm. Awesome. And so you will be working on that broadcast as well? To some extent, yes, as I, as I have the last two weeks. Awesome. God, you demand. All right. Uh, let's do this. Uh, should, we, should we move to – oh, I have a document here. I have the document, not a document. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Uh, it is – I type in Brian into the search, and it brings me to um, my Google Doc. You've really schooled me up on Google stuff. Is this Google stuff? I click on the European Asia tab, and I look for Asia. Okay, let's do. Uh, let's do Asian men first. You guys good with this? Yeah, always good with Asian men first. I personally think this is the most exciting uh, Asia's ever been because I don't know anyone there, and I think we're going to get introduced to characters there uh, that will, um, will are going to be around for a long time. Correct. Well, you do know some of the guys, uh, but, but right, okay. But I mean, none. Have any of these guys ever made it to the games? Yeah, in, in one of those years that matters. Both of the well. Both of the guys that I have picked 
As you mm -hmm. see, there are Arthur Semenov and Ant Haynes are games athletes. Ant Haynes made the games in 2019. So you might be referring to those as one of the years that don't matter. Uh, he did, you know, rel none of the athletes have any control about how the test goes. And he actually got cut in the 20s along with guys like Brent Fikowski. So he did decently well. So he was in good company. Well, we never, I mean, the thing is we get, we only got to see him do a few workouts. So we don't know exactly how good he necessarily was, but he did better than at least a hundred other guys. And oh. Arthur Semenov was at the games last year. I, I think he was dealing with a hamstring injury throughout the entirety of the games. So we didn't necessarily see him at his best either. He's coached by Nick Fowler. And I think he's a favorite to win this semifinal. On a scale of 1 to 69, how irritated is Brian already with Sevon? Wow. If, God damn, you're good. I, I, I thought he was just playing hard to get. Um, uh, John, um, Nick D won't be a factor in the games. Uh, true? That, that's not true, right? Because even if they don't place well in the total standings, they're still a factor, right? One of these guys gets a top five finish, and it, it fucks with the points for everyone else, right? No. Oh, all right. Uh, Brian, no, will no. these guys be a factor? <clears throat> no, the answer to to your specific question is yes. If he finishes top five in a workout, then that will likely be a factor because, you know. What workout is he finishing top five in? Well, I think that Arthur, similarly to <clears throat> Keelan Henry last year, is a guy that we just didn't get to see do nearly what he can do. I think he's fairly strong, decent runner. I think he's going to have – I mean, look, in the – Semifinals, it's not a perfect comparison across all of these tests, but I think he'll have some competitive scores on tests one, four, and seven uh, relative to the world. Um, how good they'll be will remain to be seen, but I think a, he's a big, powerful guy and that there are certain certain tests that could come out that he could have a top 10 finish in at the games, despite the fact that he's almost guaranteed to have a bottom 10 finish overall. Do any of these guys um, have a 300-pound snatch? I don't think so. Um, Will we but, see a 300-pound snatch in Asia from anyone? I mean, probably, it, maybe not. Will they? It's, be it's not impossible, though. Snatch. Well, not required, but but that was kind of right. That's kind of the. Um, That's a great point, Hiller. By by required meaning to win it, will they have to? Oh, meaning even like, if they can. Oh, well, it's definitely going to show up in the semifinals, right? I mean, we know event. Uh, oh, that's what you're asking. Okay. Right, right. But but I thought basically what you were saying is, is does someone need a 300-pound snatch in Asia to win? It, 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 obviously, in North America, West, and East, you definitely need a 300-pound snatch to win. He's probably the best bet. Who is? Some enough. Okay. <clears throat> He's one of the biggest guys in the field. He has a, a weightlifting uh, background, and I know there's – it's just – there's a lot of a lot of men in this field that we're not uh, we don't know too much about, and the ones that we do because they, they kind of come up year after year. There, I don't think any of them can challenge for 300 pounds on the snatch. Look, look at um, uh, number six and seven. They almost have, I mean, they're the same last name, Kim. Look at their you know, first names. Can you pronounce those, Ryan? <laughs> if anyone in South Korea is is listening, that's that would be like you saying. Wow, look at the guys you have ranked third and fourth. They have the same last name, and it's Chandler Smith and Ben Smith. <laughs> uh, right, right. <laughs> uh, I like it. I'm not sure the first part, but Seok Bong Kim and Seong Jung Kim is what I would say. Seong Jung 
Sung Young Kim. I hope Sung Young. I think it's more Sung Young. Yeah. I like Sung Young. Uh, anyone I, from the physical 100 competing in Asia? Oh, <laughs> I pulled this up and I wanted to know if Brian had any insight on that because I just watched that show. First, tell us what that show is, Hiller. What's that show? It was on Netflix. A whole bunch of people are watching it. And from what I understand, a CrossFitter actually won it. Yeah. And I looked into him a little bit and he has never done the open, which was he's not he's not very he's not crazy fit. But I think he, he owns an affiliate and I remember everybody. It's like Nam Sang CrossFit in Asia. And I was wondering if Brian had any. I heard the show is good. Is it good? Uh, oh, oh, all right. All right. <laughs> it's very drawn out. What yes. Out? Yes. It's like Big Brother combined with The Bachelor combined with some uh, the, the one Spiegel one Titan games. Uh, Brian, anyone from that show uh, here at semifinals? Not that I know of. Hey, I bet I bet you this show is good for CrossFit. Mm. CrossFit Asia, no? You don't think it helps promote CrossFit in Asia? Well, it's interesting that they actually mentioned CrossFit because I remember on the Titan Games, Matt Chan and Spiegel never Functional mentioned fitness. CrossFit when they were on the TV. Or what they say? They say a fitness influencer. Is that what they on, called them? On Titan Games, yeah. Yeah, Matt Chan's just a firefighter and. Uh, Danny Spiegel is a fitness influencer. That's right. Uh, Nathan Reese, uh, Hiller, has Sevon fixed the screen since the Castro episode? There's a presupposition there that Castro thinks that, that, that Hiller wants to look at me through this screen. It's only Dave who wants to see my whole body. Hiller's fine with just looking at my face. I can see his eyes. Yeah, there you go. Don't, Brian. Don't get carried away. Do you know, do you know about Morteza's snatch? Because I know he's clean 383. And, I mean, if you're cleaning that much, your snatch is likely to be high. Um, unless you know what I mean, like that's that's yeah. an acceptable amount of strength to conceivably see a 300 pound snatch. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of the stronger guys. There are sometimes athletes that have a really good clean and don't have a great snatch, but I, you know, right? I don't pounds, know if he's that guy. Yeah, 300 pounds, I don't know, but I would still expect it like nothing worse than a top five from him on that test. I just not, I'm just not sure what what you need to be top five in Asia on that. Uh, Brian's irritation uh, level of uh, some of the numbers have come in 69 out of 69, 40 out of 69, <laughs> 65 out of 69. Holy shit, a 90. Let's see if uh, we can bring those numbers uh, <clears throat> south. Um, uh, uh, John Young, uh, Travis B. Oh, this isn't going to help with the irritation level. <laughs> is, is this a fact? Tra uh, John Young's picks have been better than Brian's. I, what I saw is that Brian's were slightly better from the data that I saw. Well, it, I think that it depends. So it's like at this level of the How do we do with the, the West? Season, do you know? <clears throat> at this level of the season, it's like, are you saying that the for, that I get, I did better than John because I had more people who qualified or that John did better than me because he had people closer to their actual finishing position? So there's two different metrics that you could use to evaluate that. Um, who, picked the, who picked the winner correctly? In... In Oceania, we had the exact same results. <clears throat> we both we both had five out of six. They were the same out of six, and we both missed the third woman. Um, the one woman that got in, John had ranked one spot higher than me. He had her fifth. I had her sixth. So it was pretty much a wash over there. In the and in North America West, yeah, John had Pat Vellner winning it, which I think would definitely should uh, give him some credit for that. It's uh, I, I didn't see anyone else picking anyone else. Besides Justin to win, did you, John? No, no. You know, we and then he had Justin second. Obviously, we both had a little bit of a miss on him. We both had um, 
Brent and Sam right behind that. So they both slid up one spot, but that's basically a wash. They both had Nick Matthews. He was a little bit worse. I had Cole Grieshaber uh, sixth. He finished fourth. Cole, John Adam 13th, which was an embarrassing pick to begin with. And he was punished for that. Uh, he had Chandler Smith right about where he finished. I had Chandler on the outside, which was mostly because I wasn't sure about his wrist. Obviously, he was completely fine. And then was the last man out, so John would take that one. He had Colton Merkins in. I had Colton Merkins two spots out, so he would get that one. I had Mitch Stevenson in. He didn't make it, but he was threatening. He was threatening. That was an impressive pick. After day one, he looked really, really good. Yeah, he looked great. And then we both missed on Tudor Magda, and John missed on Lionel Franco. Lionel Franco was not healthy coming into this competition and didn't even finish the competition. And the fact that John had Cole Sager missing the cut, but only by one spot, he was the last man in. So he thought it would be a tight race for him. So I'd say we did similarly, just with, you know, depending on the person, uh, there were a couple, I'd say we missed, both missed on a couple. And for the most part, they were understandable. I'd say the only, the only, like, I would say, I'd say the biggest miss was probably Grease Saber for John. Yeah. I'd pay a thousand bucks to see the text messages between Brian and Vellner after the, uh, Semi-final. None needed. We just uh, had a yeah, drink. Brian wrote him a, a fucking – you wrote him a love letter. Oh, it was a 90-minute phone call. God. No, no, in person. Done. Actually, had oh, a nice, someone uh, should have recorded that. <laughs> and Brent was there too. It was great. Brian dropped a one knee and, and said, I apologize, Mr. Vellner. Who night, do you think was more Vellner. impressive, that uh, Fakowski or Vellner? I think Fakowski. I mean, I. <clears throat> but the reason I say Fakowski is is – not his overall finish, but the what he was able to do in specific tests. Like Event the way two. that he managed test two, honestly, test two, five, and six, I mean, I think were uh, really, really well executed. And, you know, not that we're unused to seeing him do that, but, you know, when we were talking about Colton Mertens last week, it wasn't that I didn't think Colton could excel at three tests. It's just this field is really good. And the, and the execution that Brent had on those tests, um, yielded better finishes than I thought might be possible just because of the level of the field. So I would say the test in general looked like it lined up better for Vellner's skill set. And I, you know, that um, I was less surprised that he won than that Brent got second. All right, let's do this then. Fuck it. Uh, we've been derailed. I, I, what's interesting is people say that uh, men and women aren't treated equally the same in the sport. And I don't know if that's true or not, but they're definitely not treated the same on the show. Cause this would never come off so easy off my tongue about a woman. Uh, it, it, do you think Medeiros was too heavy at the semifinals? That is, there is so much chatter about that. Yes. What did he say? He said he's, he's 10 competing 10 pounds heavier than that's hearsay. I, someone told me he said that I didn't actually hear him say that. But if he was, let's 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 make the assumption he did. He was ten pounds heavier than he was competing at the games. You think that's what we saw with him? Because, dude, if you haven't seen the, if you have never, if you're introduced new to the sport this year, and the semifinals was the big competition, the first big competition you saw. Um, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. That's uh, event six. Let me ask you one more question to throw in there too. On top of that, do you think that his event six win was the most impressive win of the weekend for any athlete winning? Um, maybe it's pretty impressive, I mean, right? At, at the at specifically at North America West, yeah, 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 specifically there, yeah. It was an impressive uh, victory, right? For just the win, probably um, just probably just the win. I don't like, know, just man. For, for I'm performances. Like, I'm, like I'm pretty impressed with with Pat and Brent going sub Me three too. minutes on test five. Like that, you know, we saw people flirt with it last week. When you're talking about an 800 meter run, I mean, the snatches are the snatches. Like a couple of seconds is a big deal. 
And we see a lot of people that one second will cost them five spots. They're both. And Pat was 256. I have to throw that into the mix. I don't think that was as dominant as Justin's have been six, though. Maybe not. But this, like, but uh, he's asking as impressive. And I know that from like competitive swimming and running in my background that like a couple seconds is, is it's, a, it's lot a lot more than a couple seconds in, in some of those disciplines. So just for the sake of conversation. What about Mertens and Linda? I mean, dude, if, if he was feeling uh, – hundred percent that day it could have been even sub 11 which would have been incredible but yeah everybody by a minute the other and the, but the other thing is we were like i was kind of expecting that he you know he had told us like watch out i'm going to do something that no one else can do on this test and so while it is obviously on the leaderboard it shows up and you're like yeah that's a that's a huge outlier in fact it'd be fun to do kind of a study compared to some of the other big outliers we've seen because the time domain's a little different like victor hoffer and Quarterfinals test one, who's like a five minutes to six minutes. Fraser's friendly Fran, three minutes to four minutes. So this is 11 to 12 minutes. So it's like, it's not quite as impressive on a percentage to some of those other ones that are beating the field by a minute. But yeah, the, the reality is we have seen this past week some phenomenal performances across the board. And Justin in test six is definitely one of them. Damn, you're right. Pat and Brent sent it in test five. Dude, they beat fuck. He beat Dang. third place by fucking ten seconds. Yeah, that's a lot. That's oh, that's, holy shit! And it's and like that is true. But if you go to the North America um, East, you, then there's there were guys that were close. Like Adler was three minutes even. Roman was three o two. A couple guys were three o five. So besides them, the this is the women's. But besides Brent and Pat, the men's field in the West just wasn't great at that test, so it inflates it a little bit. I'm but Colton's score is just as good, or actually better, against the East than it is the West. And um, I think Medeiros' score is just as good, or, or, or even better as well, because I think Chandler also got the best of Sam Cornwallier. Damn, Dallin Pepper, three oh seven. Do you guys fuck? He's the real deal. Can God, you confirm what I think I heard about Bosman saying four and five are the best correlates to finishing higher on the leaderboard? I thought I'd heard that thrown around. Um, yeah. Um, we, go ahead. Well, we had we had we get a chance to talk to him with the broadcast prior to the competition, and he highlighted two things. He's like, "Look at day one. Day one, you have a long, grueling test that you have to be big enough to move this implement on the sled." And, and obviously get you know enough power on the machines to stay relevant. And then in test two, while there is a weightlifting component, ultimately, you know, the, the body weight specialist or the gymnastics specialist should excel. If you see an athlete that's doing well on both of those on day one, take notice. And secondarily, we're going to see people that snatch heavy and then bomb the run. And we're going to see people that snatch light and kill the run. But if you see someone who does both well, take notice so those are the two areas of this particular test that he is looking for that you subscribe to that brian uh that logic that thinking yeah for sure i mean there are a lot you know it's it's way more common to see an athlete do great on either test one or two than to see him do great on both test one and two and same no i think he's asking do you think four and five whoever does good on Mm -hmm. four and five that's the most correlate to is going to do good at the games i don't i don't think so no, no, no. I meant amongst this field, this test in particular. I think you guys are saying the this same thing, right? series of workouts, the person who does the best on four or five, on average, will have the highest level of fitness. Well, I mean, Belner and Fikowski both did the best in four that, and that's five. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. I was <laughs> also going to tie it back to what we were talking about with Medeiros, who I and know Sam finished Quant. 320. You know, Sam Quant had two top tens on that also. And um, 
the interesting thing is that on the women's side, there were only two that had top 10 finishes on both. One of them was Abigail Domit, who obviously had an exceptional weekend where he basically put her name on the map. And it was because of those two tests. And then you had Emily White, who also made a, a great showing for herself, but ended up missing the games. So uh, on the men's side, it was, it looks like it was almost a direct correlate. Those are the three guys with top 10 finishes on both. And there were three guys on the podium. The women's side wasn't as obvious. Is that just because there's an inordinate amount of heavy snatchers in the women's field? Dude, M- oh, never mind. Sorry. Maybe. Luis Oscar Mora, oh no, he was seventh on both as well, and he and he ended up missing the games. So he was close though. Very Gazan shit the bed on a workout for. Oh, the, but you know what? Actually, that's not but that's uh that was a tactical error, strategic error. But Katrin did well in she both. One, she has, did well she, in both. Alex does have a 185 snatch, I think, in, in the bag. Even that wouldn't have been a great score though. I just liked last year. I think Panchik straight up said the workout that had the chipper, and I believe it was the Mac with the overhead squats and the GHD setups was pretty correlative to the overall finish. I was trying to tie those together to these two tests. So Spin Spin's done an article on this, and then workout seven correlated better than everything else. He did it after test one, his or week one. Has he updated it after week two? I, I did a little. I'm sure we'll find out on Wednesday. I did a little study myself of the top 10 finishers in test seven, uh, North America East, seven of those finishers and on the male and female side made the games. Uh, and then in the West, six of the top 10 finishers in test seven made the games. So it's, you know, 65% of the athletes that finished the top, top 10 on test seven have been making the games out of North America. That's hey, that cool. Abigail donut might be a superstar. She might. She's cool. If she cracks the top five, hold on, people. She's gonna, she's gonna tear shit up. Cracks the top five of what? Of the games, you know. Ever if she ever gets up there, she's gonna oh, be a ever. superstar. I know she has a long, because, a I mean, long look, way to go. But you look at her finishes; it's not that bad. Nothing worse than a twenty-sixth in a in a field out of out of sixty is pretty good. Uh, and she has a you know a couple good good performances on the four and five turnaround, um, but. You know, it's uh, yeah. I think that it's she's going to get a, a great opportunity this summer to to learn more. She's twenty five. It's not like too young to get started. And yeah, if she continues to to improve the way she did from last year to this year, she could have a nice nice little run. Listen, if you're a fucking young filmmaker and you know Abigail and you're anywhere within fucking a hundred miles of her, that's your that's your fucking pony to ride into stardom start filming with her fucking blues young and where does she live yeah all right <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter how old you are just like if you have nothing going on in your life and you can dedicate yourself to uh, a project make that girl your project it, i mean there's other there's other athletes. In texas john so get on it other uh, other athletes out there but if you break a out your camera that iphone it's hard it's going to be hard to fuck up uh taking pictures and videos of her of her and if she can talk i mean she's going to be cool we're out in texas Lone Star CrossFit. Is that I think. Every every young filmmaker should be doing that. Find one of these athletes, men, women, and, and, and hit your fucking wagon to it. And, and, and just you do everything you can for free for them. There's always a risk, though. Because you Tell me. Talk to me. Um, I think that, uh, like, Freya Moosbrugger is a good example. Made okay. the games last year. Young right. girl, super right. talented. You know, and you, you might have been saying the same thing about her last year. Right, then, right, for sure. But for you know, and for and then this year she didn't do great in the off season. She didn't do great here. 
and that, you know, and, and there's always, it's always like a 50, 50, once Take you make it through to yep. the games, 50% of them just like ride that momentum and continue to make it year after year after year and get better and better. And 50% of them never make it back. Is That's it really that high? It's, it's, I mean, I haven't done it for this past year, but I've looked at this in the, you know, cause it's, cause the semifinals not over yet, but I often look to see of the rookies in 2021, how many make it in 2022, et cetera, yeah. or make it back. And yeah, it's, you know, it's usually pretty close to 50%. Uh, I still take the risk. Don't just do it. Uh, uh, Thomas Hopper, John Young's list was made by Chad GPT. He doesn't know anything of those athletes. God, we're so far off course. It's okay. Uh, Sevon, after listening to your podcast, do you think Sydney Wells will be a, uh, be that one athlete that wins the sprint workouts? She has a track background. That uh, thanks, Chase. I had I I don't I when I watch her run, I see uh, um, like a claymation running, kind of um, like. But so, what did she do in track? Please tell me she was like shot put or something. Eight hundred meter. No I think, shit. I think four hundred, eight hundred. No shit. Shot put her, dude. Dude, she does well. She, I'll tell you this: she looked she? much better on the runner than I'd ever seen her run before. But she looks so stiff when she runs. Well, she looks so tight. Go talk to me. Yeah, her time would still be top twenty amongst the men in all of North America. In in what? On test five. God damn. Would you guys think she looks like she runs well? I don't know. She looks like Brooke Wells, but faster. I think Brooke would have been about. <laughs> uh 10 seconds faster uh, i don't know i when i think of like here i think of like sydney wells uh annie thor's daughter i'm trying to think of who else runs like that like almost like that they're made of concrete no fakowski does not fakowski runs like fucking um like woody from fucking uh toy story toy story (laughs) different the different raw material but 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 they just but that's awesome thanks for uh chase no, not like Sam Briggs. Well, when Sam Briggs gets tired, she starts doing the fucking Pat Barber and Chris Spieler. Like her fucking head becomes detached from her fucking head. Oh, I'm too old to do that. Hey, don't, you know, Emma Carey was only two seconds behind her on that run. Behind Sydney who? Wells. Behind oh. Sydney Wells. And dude, what was crazy, Emma Carey, you saw Emma her. Emma coming. John already has her yeah. top five worldwide. Uh, the last 15 <laughs> seconds of that run, did you see Emma Carey's form break down in the run? And she gave zero fucks. It's that's if you were doing that test right, that should happen. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. She, she balls balls to the uh, wall. Okay, John, um, did you do that workout by chance, Brian? I know you did. Which one? That the the snatch in the run, snatches in the run. I did no, I did event four. I didn't do event five. Son of a Brian, wow. did your legs feel like concrete as you ran? And did you do it on an air runner? I did it on the air runner. Um, I don't have an air runner. I, I mean, so I was I, around. I, I was around four minutes on that. I was. I was just kind of pacing it to be able to have a good, good finish, and I. I think I could have pushed it harder. So you weren't laying down. No. No. Uh, Greg Glassman. Uh, fuck, man, taking some low blows at Mister Friend here. Uh, Brian had Danny getting fourth at the West. He can't be trusted. Uh, w- what happened? I think that's a little harsh, uh, Greg. We'll talk. I mean, uh, we'll, it, the thing at is, breakfast. The we'll the talk thing about is, that. Mr. Greg is. I think it would be Mr. fair to say, Dan. You know, Brian had Danny fourth. John had Danny fifth. Neither one of them can be trusted. That would be a more fair comment. Hey, what happened to Danny? It, it, uh, basically, it, she just didn't snatch heavy enough. It's Outside not that of, the it's not that the field was too good, right? Something happened to her. If you no, had to bet, she snatches five pounds more. She makes the games, and we're not having this conversation. And she okay. should have snatched. She five missed pounds. that lift too. She really, we wouldn't be if she snatched five pounds more. We wouldn't be like, it's, hey, um, she still didn't do too well. Something's wrong. She had two fifteen. No, then we would be saying. Buzzer. 
that she took a risk by going to Saudi Arabia and it, and it paid off because she had got whatever she wanted out of that trip and she was able to qualify for the games and we'll probably see a better version of her at the games. But now it looks like, you know, she, I don't know if she would say that she would do it all over again, you know, and make that trip and miss the games. But if you look at the entire weekend, there's, you know, there's some stuff that stands out 44th and 35th on the gymnastics tests or sorry, 44th and um, 35th on test two and five. So, you know, that, that running wasn't great there. And, the, and I mean, I don't think anyone was expecting a great finish for her on the test number two, but 44th is not good. Like, I thought she was going to massacre the event finale with a total bar, like destroy yeah, the she, event record. She, she should have had a lot of events where she should have done better. Like I thought she was going to do way better in Linda than she did. Um, uh, she, she was third. She, yeah. did really, she did well on it, but the, the last one is right. Olivia beat her though. Like if you think Olivia, I mean, Olivia I'm just saying I mean, that's her jam, dude. There's multiple spots where she could have made up three points is all I'm saying. And that's just the big one. Yeah, though, the Linda's not right. one of them. She was 23 seconds behind Gazan. Or what? Is, what was she in? What was she in event one? Fourteenth. Terribly. Event one, the 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 run and the sled bowl. Yeah, I think if you're just looking for three points, that it's you don't need to go any further than the no, one hundred percent. I'm just saying, there's other spots too. Yeah, I would agree with you that I think you know I I think thirteenth on test seven was surprising, and as we talked about, if that's a top ten finish, then she's in the games, and people who finished top ten in that have been making the games more often than not. Um. Who knows? I mean, it's a it's a big trip to go to Saudi Arabia and back. When I went, when I go to Dubai, I am not in very good uh, physical space for like usually a week after getting back from there. So, to go out there and, and try to compete after that is definitely not advisable if you're trying to get have your best performance. And she still almost made it. Um, Here's a really weird question: uh, How early is Brian arriving to the airport from <laughs> someone named Anita Dick and me? Uh, Brian, you probably shouldn't. Um, <laughs> Unless, well, maybe you do want to just tell them when you're getting to the airport because that person needs servicing. Um, I, I have a question in relation to the last event. I don't know if it's been touched upon. If it has, just brush over it. But in Brazil, they have assault bikes. And everywhere else I've seen, they have echo bikes. Brian, have you thought about this at all? Because I looked at the, the times on event seven, and they're in the threes. Patrick Vellner was in the fours, like low fours. And I was wondering if it affects the outcome at all in your mind. You're telling me that in South America, they were using uh, the assault bike and their times were faster than Vellner's? Yes, by a minute, upwards of a minute, maybe 45 seconds. You can't compare that event like them to. I know it's not comparable, but it's a different workout. Because you watch it, and I know Mayhem, they're very, they don't really sprint very often on the bikes. And Guy comes off that bike 10, 12 seconds after Kalike, who had won. And it's just a different workout. If it was closer, it would have made a big difference in my I'm, head. I'm seeing their times in South America as 415, 417, 421. Hmm, that's not. Are you looking at event five? No. No, that's Hiller. Hiller. I'm saying, like, maybe I don't he's... believe so. Okay, well, brush over that. Maybe I okay, my bad. Yeah, Hiller's in the studio. This is Hiller week. Uh, there's Shark Week, and then this is Hiller week. Hiller will be on every I'm show. I'm sorry, so. I wasted the last one minute. Carry on. <laughs> um, 
Oh, well, that explains a lot. Here we go. Greg Glassman, uh, Hiller forgot to shoot up this morning. All right, everyone cut him some fucking slack. All right. That is not correct. Uh, uh, Sean uh, Lenderman, if Zuckerberg really did uh, Murph in 39.58 with a 20-pound vest, he's a fucking robot. I agree. I don't want to say bullshit, but it's kind of crazy. I do think it was uh, different events on event one for Torian. I think Torian was much more of an aerobic event than it was for everybody in North America. This is an amazing comment from Misha. Aaron Kim snatched 285 back in 221 with a mask on. <laughs> I fucking love that. No, not true, Brian, or they did? Maybe. Oh. Uh, but but that uh, thank you. That's that's it. Uh, so that so that have you ever seen someone um snatch 300 out of Asia at, at a semifinal? What what any big lifts to stand out? I guess the one guy that one guy popped, right? The guy I think Master did 400. Who, what? <laughs> who did? The guy who popped. Nasser? And, and the then, guy who and looks he, like and a then WWE he, wrestler. He popped, right? GW. Um, Anthony TPA, uh, who places <laughs> higher at the CrossFit Games, Bethany or Katrin? Wow, we are so far off. Uh, Mr. Friend, <laughs> that's a fucking, that is a really good question, though. That's a fun one to play with. I mean, this, the safe bet is, is Katrin. But just, but uh, it's hard to know with Bethany. I mean, even even as well as she did this week, I know she was not at hundred percent, and, and and it's not even necessarily physical. It's just like confidence in her in her back and in her body. If she's able to compete freely, we still don't know what her ceiling is. Um, whereas we've seen Katrin do you know exceptionally well at the games, and I think that this programming in semifinals is more you know game style than we've seen in the past, and that's why you're seeing some of the you know regularly. Uh, high performers at the games do uh, well here. I mean, even think about Brett, you know, this was a very good showing for him and not that he hasn't been good at regionals and semifinals in the past, but the last two years, it's been a little bit more dicey where he's been having to fight at the last day. And in this case, he was fighting only for the win. So um, it seems like Katrin's doing well. I think that, you know, especially with as many women as are missing from the top, that it's not unreasonable for her to have, you know, have like an, Maybe an eighth to sixteenth range as a as a top end finish, um, and I don't know if Bethany can do that or not. Um, uh, sh- shooter uh, McGavin, uh, would Test Seven be better test of fitness if there was a fourth movement, such as uh, thirty pound wall balls or maybe another round? Let me tell you guys the test real quick. Uh, test Seven is you jump on the Echo bike. And then you um, did somewhat toes to bar, 20 toes to bar. And then you carried a sandbag, uh, heavy ass sandbag, 200 pounds. And you did that three rounds. This guy's saying, how about throwing some wall balls in that? Well, I mean, you have to th- if you're going to ask a question like that, you need to think about the weekend as a whole. <clears throat> how much squatting are we already doing? Do we need 90 more squats with a moderate you know, load? You have to think about the time domains. And we've, have we, are we missing a time domain? And, and does adding, you are know, we missing a time three domain, to four Brian? more? three to four more minutes, put, you know, satisfy that a little bit better. And I don't, I don't think that there's an obvious answer to those things, but I just don't think the question can be asked without considering them. I think there needed to be an eight minute. You could have added two rounds to that workout, but it worked out just uh, fine uh, for Mr. Colton. Okay. Uh, let's go right, over, right, right. let's get the show back on track. Uh, let's go over to, um, Although that was fun. Let's go look at the women uh, in Asia. Oh, nope, no. Nope, All you need to do is go down and to the right. 
Too bad I can't do that. We're doing Asia. You're just down. up the whole show right now. That's okay. It happened. Oh, here is this them? It's really uh, down. I, I'm using. I'm a very sensitive mouse. He doesn't have <sighs> screens over there. There. <laughs> oh. uh, names that we're familiar with. Well, I uh, guess and, no. John, do you just copy the um, list? Let me let me carry yes, on this yeah, one. Yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't have time to look at the Asian women. Um, I so yes. like men, I did the men, and then it was like eleven thirty, and I was like, I'll just do it in the morning. Uh, and so I, and I did. I never got to it. So we'll just talk about the Asian women. Um, I I did <laughs> I did my research on the Asian men, but not on the Asian women. So. Sahar Kai from Turkey and Dewan Young from uh, Korea, uh, South Korea. The so the the thing about this semifinal is, you know, we're missing the woman who's kind of been the representative at the top end from the last two years in. Um, and but yes, by the way, and in, in uh, Sung Young Choi, so you know she everyone just kind of slides up one, and most of the women that are on the outside there, uh, you know, we're not like well, I should say this. Shahad Budebs and y- Yuko Sakuyama, I know them what you know as well as Dawan and Seher. Camilla and Alina are the big wild cards here. Uh, and what we have seen in this testing so far is that being a big, strong athlete is does have its benefits. If you're competing against someone with a similar fitness level, that's a that's not as big and strong. Additionally, we don't necessarily know so that some of the variables. Like if that sled is the sled that they've been, you know, if it's as hard as the one they're using in North America, um, that's not good for Sahar. But if it's the one they're using in Why? Australia. Is she, is she a pinner? Is she tiny? Yeah, she's a smaller athlete. Um, you know, then it's probably not as relevant because her fitness will prevail. So there's a little bit of unknown variables because we don't really know all of the, all of, you know, all of the equipment and the floor um, friction, et cetera, that'll be over there for that first test. She should do really well on the second test, third test. Snatching is like, I'm not sure. Running she should be okay. So, I, th- I mean, it feels like she should be fine, but it's possible that there's one of these other women that is just, you know, big and strong and can have four really good tests and maybe not be punished on the others. I mean, this is what happened to Guy, basically, is that, the thing that he was bad at is the thing that was easiest for his, for the field to be good at. You know, there were a bunch of people in the field that could go long and he could not. And so even though he was good at everything else, even when he was world-class, you know, in something, there just weren't people that were able to middle and, and give him the points back that he needed. So that's the risk that you potentially run in these small fields is that if you take, if you're the best athlete, fittest person in the field and you take a hit on something that everyone else is good at even if you crush the field and the things that most of the field is bad at you can't make up the points so that's where it's like and when there's so many athletes in the field that we have little data on it does leave the room for something like that to happen but coming in i would say that the top three women there are definitely the most likely to make it and we but we said that in south america and we saw you know a, a different thing happen and this it almost happened to roman like two years ago there yeah. were two um there was a lot of gymnastics tests and he came in like sixth and one of them and the other two guys ahead of them were gymnastics freaks. And, um, he almost did not make it. I mean, he didn't end up making it anyway because he didn't come, but, uh, he uh, was in danger of missing the games. No, he didn't make the games. He had to go to last chance qualifier. Well, but then he made it in last chance qualifier. <clears throat> yeah. 
and did. And if you look at that that uh, that year, he was fourth, third, first, third, fourth, and ninth. And that, that ninth, ninth place kept him out. You know, so and it was and it was close. So it's you know, so we you have to if you're following the the any of the fields that don't have sixty athletes in them, you have to realize that when we say that in this semifinal you can take a really bad finish and recover from it, we're specifically talking about the sixty person field. In the thirty person field, that may not be true. And we saw that that was not true for Guy. Where where is this person from? Or Cohen, Israel. Come on, or she's what? been she's always there. She's been competing for a while. What about, Actually, what last about year or? she was. I mean, get her shit together. Year, she's fucking tenth. Like fucking do something. Take to go to Dubai. She actually and get, wasn't get able to compete there last year. She was one of the athletes that was unable year. to get to South Korea, and she got an exemption to go straight to the last chance qualifier. Oh, awesome! All right. I want to. I want to see her Instagram. I'll do that in my spare time. Uh, Jason Miller, uh, three tests to find the fittest on earth. Jason, you can't just like throw your Canadian money around and hijack the fucking show. Okay, yes, you can. Uh, One, three minutes on the assault bike. Two, body weight grace. I see right there, you lost me. We can't, we can't do that at the games, right? And uh, babies, they right, right, right. We can't, we don't do that. You'll never see that at the games, right? Tell me that's true, right, right, gentlemen. You'll never see a, a, a workout adjusted based on the size of the athlete. I think Linda at body weight. With the I mean, regular it, prescriptions would have made the, the work, test as a whole way better. It would just be uh, the average of everybody competing. It. Why do you hate it? Because I just think everyone should do the same test. It's to crown the fittest. Yeah. So the Rel- problem relative Brian, Brian, to the was natural bigger body biased this this semifinal. Would you agree or disagree or not? Feels it feels that way, but I I don't want to say for sure until uh, everyone had a chance to go. I think that actually the European men, which we might eventually get to by like hour three or four of this show, <laughs> is uh is going to be a big indicator <laughs> of whether that's the case or not. Um, and if you make that body weight based, Linda, it might bring that down just a notch. You would do that with any. You would do that, Hiller. You would switch it to a fucking uh, uh, uh you would. I mean, you can't really say because there's no precedent for it, but yes, I would. Would you do that, Brian? At the game? I was just to say that uh, Jason Miller, the the thought is there, but in both two of the three tests that you've picked, Strict Mary is is only a test I think you can put in in a in a full test of the games because it's there's no chance for the big guys to do well on that test regardless of how good they are at those things, and and likewise if you're making them do a heavier lift for body weight grace then you're right you know you're putting him at a disadvantage in two of the three workouts and i don't think that's what you intended to do but that's what happens uh mary by the way is just cindy with like pistols and chest bar or some shit handstand push-ups oh handstand push-ups okay uh good question um sort of sort of uh but by the way uh, doing that uh, is is would be like john you're not gonna like this metaphor doing that um uh changing the games like that with what Hiller's proposing would be to that someone to claim that it wasn't really Jesus on the cross, that it was some other dude. It's complete fucking blasphemy. It, it takes away from the, the point of the games. Okay. Um, Why would I not go. like that? I, Cause I don't know. You don't, you, you don't want it to be that there's someone this else who says Jesus on the always cross. Right. You just uh, said it was blasphemy for their. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Jesus. Okay. Good. You do like it. They would need to weigh the athletes, which has somehow been too hard to date. Oh, please. They just take a scale. Triple. No, what he's saying okay. is they haven't done it. And Mike would really like them to do it. And I think there are a lot I of people do. that would. It helped. It helps. With... Stupid. You guys are missing the point of the CrossFit games and, and the methodology. Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. 
We can go ahead, Brian. Okay. On to Europe. Yeah, let's just start with the women. Just because I have it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can you make that Dude, any we smaller? Got... See where we it says have... 100% at the top? Can you like just change that to 90% or 75%? <laughs> I can do all sorts of shit. You should see it on that shit. screen over there. It's massive. Shit. <laughs> I can see it from over here. I don't know. What Those I'm names doing. are huge. Thank you, John, for a big old fucking dose of reality. I think we're going to get a mad, mad, fat dose of Annie Thor's daughter this year. Interesting. Big old dose. Okay. Uh, European, uh, the events start on Friday. So do they start on Friday for us? Friday American time? This Friday? <clears throat> yeah, in the afternoon slash evening. Uh, that is Friday, the 2nd of june uh it will be the for the 2023 uh, european semifinal. oh no it should be in the morning right? it should be it like, should like be 1 a.m something like that yeah like at the start of the night on thursday right because it's nine hours earlier and the top 11 here go to the uh crossfit games which is oh, pretty cool nice the nice thing is it's for you it's yes. 11 and 11 you can't screw it up this week okay perfect uh, Brian has Laura Horvat at the top. No surprise. Uh, Annie Thor's daughter second. John has the inverse. It's it's definitely uh, splitting hairs, but I'm uh, I'm I'm leaning towards Annie too. Uh, Brian, why why Laura over Annie? She's better. All right. I Easy. I agree. I agree with that statement. That she's better. Yep. But but uh, she picked Annie because. I don't think there is one event that Annie's going to do bad on in this in this seven event competition. And when there's seven events, if you have one event that you are not as good at, it's gonna it, it could cost you winning. That's why I picked Valner over Justin. I didn't think Justin was gonna do as bad as he did, but I thought Valner would just be a little bit better in like it, the. I thought the snatch people would middle Justin enough for Valner to win. Um, it ended up that not being the case, really. Uh, Delner was just better throughout the whole competition. But in the event six, I just think Annie's going to get through the legless rope climbs and get through the handstand push-ups better than Laura is. I think, I know, and there's a lot of little gymnasty girls in the European region, and I think they will middle Annie and Laura in that event, and that will be enough for Annie to be over Laura. I said the same thing in Rogue whenever Annie – almost beat Tia and Rogue and Annie got second in Rogue. I think it was two years ago and Brian thought I was on crack then and it happened. So I, that's how, that's why I think it's going to go this, this week. It was 15 events. I'd pick Laura. I think Laura is better at the games. I think Laura, I think Laura's probably going to win the games. She's probably going to be my pick, but uh, I think Annie is going to beat her in this competition. There is not an event Annie should do bad at in this competition. I think she's going to be great the whole time. The uh, um, Mike Halpin, I disagree, Sevon. Imagine you had their weight and measurements and could actually know their fitness comparisons. No, I, I have no, I have no interest in that. Th that's the thing. I'm not interested in who's the fittest relative to their weight or their size or how well their mom treated them or what their um, uh, anything about that. I'm curious who is the fucking fittest human being walking fucking planet fucking Earth. I don't give a fuck about fair. I want to know if who can fight the fucking lion the best. I'm not picking fucking the guy to – I'm picking John Jones to defend me from the heavyweight competition in a fight, not a fucking a Mighty Mouse because he has the best record in pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. I don't care. 
I, I want the games is to crown the fittest man and woman on planet fucking Earth. Did you literally just use a sport where they have weight classes to define who you would want to defend yes. you in a fight? Yes, I did. You wouldn't choose the heavyweight champion? I would choose the heavyweight. That's what I'm saying. John Jones is the heavyweight yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to be. Yeah, okay. he's going to be. Okay. Or heavyweight if he's not, he's going to be. Heavy Hiller. Sorry, what? Heavyweight's not very heavy. Okay. It, it, I didn't it, think he was that big. I know but. it seems like it needs to be like I think I'm a heavyweight. <laughs> I, I I I don't. I, I want. I, uh, thank you, Mr. Watkins. Thank you. Uh, I agree, Stefan. That's the competition part I'm a part of. Are you the fittest man, not the fittest five three? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck your five three shit. That's I think what I think what Mike's saying is if you if no one knows see, what Mike is saying, Brian. Nobody. I think I, if you know if you have a uh, a champion of the games for ten years in a row and and they're all within an inch and five pounds of the same metric. And then you have someone come along who is three inches shorter. That's an outlier. And we can say, wow, you know, no one of that height has been able to do this yet. Yeah. I like that. Thank you. Uh, uh, Brian's about to log off. No, are you kidding me? I, he just, I just saw him settle in. Guys, he likes we're, this. We're not talking about weight classes. It was well, listen, stop judging. Stop judging time. Brian. All of you leave Brian alone. He's a good dude. Uh, okay. Uh, um, so, so, um, what does that say about the test, you guys? That John thinks that Laura's better, but he's got Annie on top. Does that mean it's a bad test? So, not necessarily. You have to take it for what it is. He's exact. I mean, he's exactly right. It's seven tests, and both of them are very good. I think that they both have legitimate uh, podium aspirations and chances at the games. Um, and so, if you're talking about two of the best in the world, the margins can be small. And when you think about what I was just talking about with some of the smaller fields around the world, the things that Laura is good at, world class at, Annie's right behind her. In them. Also so like, really good at. So Laura might win the first test, but Annie might take third. And, you know, uh, Laura, you know, my, Annie might beat Laura on the snatch by a similar margin. Maybe it's a third to a fifth or something like that. So they're going to be kind of trading blows on most of the workouts. The two workouts that, you know, the last workout, I would be shocked if they weren't both in the top five. So the, it's some of the other workouts that I think is where you have to look. That test number two is the, is, is going to be interesting to see who prevails between the two of them and test number five. Will you uh, tell us what test number two is really quick? Just test number two, the ring two, muscle the up workout with the ruck. I have a theory okay. on that one too, Brian. So after you're done, I'll talk about event two and then you can move okay. on. Okay, go on, Brian. Uh, work, and what's workout five, Brian? Workout five is the run. I think okay. Laura has a chance to win the snatch run in the in uh, this semifinal, and I'm and I'm wondering about Annie how well she can do on that. I feel like top ten is is within touch for her still, but it's a strange workout. We've seen some people that have like kind of underperformed, or they haven't done that badly, but they've just been a few seconds off where they needed to get twenty points more because it's you know the margins are small. So those and um. And in test six, I mean, John is almost definitely right. Like, I, I can't really see any scenario where that's not Laura's worst finish. How bad is it going to be is what I don't know. I think that um, it's not going to be last place, but I like it could be 20th. Right. And so, and, and if it's 20th, I think that's great. And I think that still keeps her in, in the conversation to win. And I actually think that people are going to see that she's not as bad at this handstand pushup as she is at some other ones. But it's a matter of the field. And if there are 15 women that are in the bottom 40 of this field that can all middle her there relative to what Annie can do. And by the way, I don't think this is going to be an exceptional, uh, like a top five for Annie on that test either. Then 
you know, we'll see. That's where the margin's going to come and those three tests. Uh, Chris, I wonder that Chris uh, Beasterfield, I wonder how sales are going for the sled cloth. I, I bet you they're skyrocketing. <laughs> it's so, it's so cheap. I bet you they're skyrocketing. Uh, um, Brian, uh, John, you were going to say something you wanted to, yeah, to on workout two, on workout two, I've noticed like the women that tend to struggle that we didn't know we're going to struggle rely really like on a huge kick. If they usually swing really, really big to do their ring muscle ups, those are the women that struggle on event two. Whenever the kip is not as big, they don't struggle as much. Um, and that's probably because, I mean, the ruck just makes it more of a muscling the muscle up. Um, and Laura has a huge kip on ring muscle ups. So I could see her struggling in that one more than she would on a regular muscle up workout. Regular muscle up workout, Laura's fine. But that ruck the, i'm telling you the people that's why danny spiegel was so bad at that event and she's usually okay in ring muscle up workouts um people that rely on a really 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 big kip struggle more than people with that don't rely on the big kip i mean you know the, i think that a good you know john's john's right about that and i think noah olson he spoke about that even in, in his own experience and velner had talked to us about that prior to the, any of the semifinals starting that when when they lined up for loose in Wadapalooza a few years ago that some of the, by the time everything was said and done a few of the men that generally do well on ring muscle up tests didn't do as well on that test it's not that they did terribly but that john's exactly right about the mechanics of of how the ruck alters that you know i went back and looked of the at the 30 muscle for time in 2018 laura did Laura was great. like fifth or something like that she you was really really with, good should have went with your gut third third <laughs> yeah. And, and Annie was like a minute behind her. Obviously we've come a, you know, a long way. It's been five years since then. I don't think that that test is necessarily relevant or a, a, a specific correlate to this, but you know, the women who are still around that did well on that test have also done well on this one. Um, and it's, and again, it's, it's, we have a really good idea of where they're both going to be good. And I think that on two, if you're trying to, to split the hairs, it's two, five and six that are going to be the difference for those two. You know who else has a really, really big kip on ring muscle-ups? Justin Medeiros. And, mm. and like, because we look at that workout, that should be a workout Justin should be in the running to win on. And freaking 6-3 lanky Fakowski beat him. Uh, Jeff Giorgina, John is uh, in the zone lately with his uh, analysis. Uh, Steve. Uh, uh, it's better so, in public than in so, private. <laughs> Sevon podcast last time Danny Spiegel locked out was uh, a dip is when she got off the couch not nice um, I think Steve missed the part where John just copied the Asian women from Brian. <laughs> guys I'm telling you I I, co I I copy the list look at the next five names and then I try to and then I'll do my research and adjust from there it's, the last uh, two times I did my list before he even had his list on there so Brian, uh, John Young has uh, Sarah Sigmund. Well, both you guys have what we uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, which we usually see traditionally as the as the is the bubble. Uh, I, is it fair to say eight through eleven going into the final workout is usually the bubble? Seven through eleven, and so well, both n neither of you guys are. It, it shows a lack of confidence in Sarah actually making it to the games, right? To see her down there below what we see as the bubble line. Uh, it depends. I mean, I do, I usually think it's like two or three. On either side. So in this case, it would be like nine and ten to thirteen and fourteen. 
Really? Okay, okay. I feel like it's been a little higher up. I feel like it actually has been like seven. Well, in, eight, in the eight. North America West women's field was the outlier where there were like you know eight women within twenty points, even when everything was said and done. So that was okay. You know, that was a wider um, range than most of the other fields. And one of the things that's been pretty surprising to me is the team competition and the women's competition have been incredibly tight in both North America East and West, and the men's has not. There was, has been no drama at the end of the men's competition in, in either case. It's 35 and 42 point wins, whereas the women's has been, those margins have separated like half a dozen women. And we uh, thought there was guaranteed drama for the men in the West. And it just Colton stomped it out. Didn't shake. I mean, I knew he would. I don't know why you weren't on that train. You did but... not know he would oh, smash God. that. No I said one... he was going to win three workout? events, Brian. No one knew. You did not know he was going to have a top 10 finish on test seven. And no yes, one's going to believe you if you did. It. No. I called it four days. <laughs> top <laughs> 10 <laughs> finish on test seven? Show me. Hey, no one would have thought Fikowski would have taken 16th either, right? In a million years, thought he would have well, Fikowski. Well, he went for it. He went, The only reason that happened oh, is because he, he went for it. Well, he was getting uh, frustrated with his judge, I think. On the toes department. I mean, he was trying to stick with Pat. He was getting tired, man. Were Fikowski's feet hitting the ground? Did he have to change his um, toes to bar because of the the height of the bar? By the way, anyone? I'm not entirely. Sh- I'm not entirely sure. He might have had to do the quick ones and couldn't do the big swing. Uh, um, this um, uh, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. You guys feel confident she's going to make it? Is there? Let me ask. Piggyback this question also. Uh, is there a cutoff in the women? Are there, are there, are, is it, are there levels to this shit in Europe that are more obvious than everywhere else? Like all of a sudden it's just gonna be like, Whoa, those girls just don't, aren't this on the same. They're not same, same as Hillary would say. I think so. Up. That's where I draw the line for. Well, I would, I would, if I would, I would say that seven Hiller, like Amy Kringle is not, uh, uh, Amy Kringle is different. Right. I don't know about Claudia Gluck, but Amy Kringle is different than the rest of those girls. What? what Amy way? Kringle's different. Amy, she's Amy Kringle has, she has no chance of making it to the games, right? Well, no, she's on that area. No, she's got a, she's what, got a shot. We both have her within four spots. And this but is what like, I'm saying is, is in terms of the that... caliber of the athlete, is there a more distinctive cutoff? Like, like in North America, East and West, it might be like a slope, right? To, to from best. Uh, everyone's pretty cl- close to the person right above them. Whereas in Europe, there's just this delineation or demarcation of just like, oh shit, those girls can't play. We've we've no? we've played that game in other uh, competitive regions and been proven wrong. You know, I think that we both had a lot of confidence in Danny Spiegel and City McAlishan, and they did not they did not live up to that. And it wasn't okay. just that we thought they'd make it; we thought they'd be well within the whole time. I'm not uh, worried. Yeah, and I think that you know. Um, there's a chance for something like that to happen again. There are a lot of women in Europe that are very good and that are coming. And if these tests happen to line up really well for one of them, and by the way, I, I think that there are several good tests in here for Amy specifically, that she's going to be in the in the mix. Your question is still good, though. I think that Andrew's yeah, pretty excuse much me. on the Yeah, mark. Sergeant Z, my question is still good. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, Brian. I think that Andrew's you know, pretty much on the mix. You know, It feels like Laura and Annie should be battling to win. It think it, after that, I think Gabby, Karen, Matilda, and Emma McQuaid, specifically with these workouts, should be the next group. In a different set of tests, you might include Jacqueline Dahlstrom in that. I think these are a little bit more difficult for her than last year's semifinal tests were, where she looked great. And then you have the kind of the unknowns. Sarah Sigmund's daughter, 
I don't, you know, we don't need to speak about why that's an unknown. I think what bodes really well for her is that we've seen already several women with similar pedigrees in Jamie Simmons, Katrin David's daughter, and Bethany Shadburn come back this year and make the games. So it's like trending in the right direction for an athlete like that. Emma Tall, I think these are good tests for her. But again, we don't have the consistency. We didn't see her at semifinals last year. I can't remember if she was sick or injured, but I think she, you know, Terry Helga daughter is someone that you never want to um, leave She's out of your mind. Cole Sager of Europe. Yep, that's a great comparison. She's always kind of finding a way to get through. Again, I don't think it's a perfect s- series of tests for her, but I'm not. I'm never counting her out. And then you get into, you know, the Manionangonises, the Taylor House. The you know, we have a couple of women that made the game last year, and Fuliano and Sola Sigurd, our daughter. But it's that's the conversation we had earlier about, you know, are they going to get back, or is that, you know, is it going to be a one and done for them? Um, and I think and this are- is where the programming matters, wouldn't you say? Like on this, like you know, 10th through 13th, that's where, where the programming, whoever suits the suits, the programming, the best is going to get that last spot or the last two spots. Yeah. Quick question. Don't, isn't Gabby God awful at upper body pulling? She's not the best, but no, 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 no. <laughs> that's not what he said, John. He God awful. And, and event two and six compared and even to possibly one. Matilda Garns. I would say that would flip-flop them, at least in my head. So I'm looking at your rankings, and you guys have Garns at five and eight, and you both have Gabby at three. And just, Yeah, I think it's I very know. similar to what you've been saying with Laura and Annie at the top. I would, I don't know, that's just how I would look at I it. Just, at least. I think Gabby's fitness is just so much better. Like, she can take a hit on those events. Like, Matilda might beat her in those events. She probably should beat her, but it's not Matilda's going to be. too, no? Maybe five, eight, five, Matilda, nine. Matilda and Karen Frey are both taller athletes. I, I think that they have a chance to podium here. And that's why I, I would say there's Laura and Annie. Gabby through Emma is the next group for me. And then Jacqueline through, you know, maybe 15th or 16th on the list is kind of the next group. And like Savan said, those groups are getting bigger. So I think there's fewer women that can win that can be in the hunt for, you know, the last podium spot and fewer women that can be in the hunt for the last podium spot that can be in hunt for the last couple of game spots. Uh. Hamza Malik, we need Amy Kringle at the games for more viewers, please. None of that superficial, shallow talk that judges people think by their, think uh, about, their beauty. You know, think about some of these other women that have been somewhat surprising throughout the first two weeks. And, and particularly, it's going to be fresh in people's mind is Hannah Black and Emily White. They're these big, strong girls that are right there. But we don't know them too well. And they, and, and they fizzled out on the last day. But we do know Amy Kringle she's been a, a little bit more relevant for a little bit longer. And I think she can have a very similar start to the week. And if she's able to do, you know, even moderately well on the last day, I think there's a legitimate chance that she could take one of the last two spots. Who's this Amy. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I'd love to see it. I just, when I think of her, I just don't think of her in the same world as any of these names here. Oh, so, uh, do we have a, uh, a Hannah Black here? Uh, um, do we, do we, is there a, a super snatcher? Yeah. Do we have a super snatcher in the group? I know that's, I always focus on that movement because I know it's so no. crowd loves that. We don't. There's okay. uh, there, not, there could be, but I don't know who it is. All of the research that I've done, all the best women in this field seem to snatch between 90 and 95 kilos as their, as their upper end. She's got a hundred plus pound kilo snatch. So <clears throat> I don't see that person in this field. And if they are there, I don't know who it is yet. 
Sarah and Taylor are both capable of 205, I think. Like, at max, like, that's their best. Um, <clears throat> but that's not missing 230 behind no, 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 no. That's <laughs> not Hannah Black. But I'm saying they are capable of, you know, potentially winning that event in this field. I guess Laura is going to win the event. But, well, you know, Laura and Aaron Freyova all also have 200-plus pound snatches. So there's, you know, we can see some 200s, but I don't think we're going to see 215. I think Laura can do 215. Uh, Melissa Odie or Brian, what do you think? K-R-I-S-T-O-F, Christoph. Of Gabby being coached by Christoph Horvat. Now, Brian, don't be biased. <laughs> biased, bias. Um, you know, they've been training in uh, with Laura for a while now, so I, and I'm not sure what – percentage or portion of the programming is coming specifically from Christoph or if they're working on together or if Ben Smith something's sending some stuff to Laura still and there's a combination or hybrid there I think the better question is what do you think about Gabby leaving John Singleton who she had a lot of success with and going out to try something differently and the answer is we're going to find out you know we know that she's got the top 10 uh, potential does she have top five potential and will this change um, yield yield that for her uh, who's John Singleton's girlfriend? Someone told me yesterday. Jacqueline and I was, Dahlstrom. Jacqueline Dahlstrom. Oh, yeah. Wow. John. Holy shit. She's hot. That's he, good job, dude. And she John can lift the heavy sandbag, too. John Singleton is not hot. <laughs> I mean, he's not bad, but he's just European. Doesn't he look like John Woolley? His breeding line is just too, too, too. He's, he, no. I mean, you're not bad looking. Don't get me wrong, but Jacqueline Dahlstrom's like. I mean, you, you, what's that called when you you swing up, you go up, you out of your league? No, punching you, above your weight. You you score. That's the one. Or, that's the one he's looking for. He just doesn't right. know. Well, I've heard that in relation to Alexis, <laughs> and, I, and I agree. That's true too. It's <laughs> another one. Savant's familiar, also. Yeah, I'm very familiar. It is accurate. Uh, okay. <laughs> so the show's not about John's familiar. Is actually all of you guys in similar situation. Uh, okay. Uh, I love Anita's new uh, profile pic too. It's amazing. Uh, yes, that is, uh, great. okay. I like this one, Thaisons. Uh, oh yeah, that one's good too. Okay. Uh, anything else here on the, um, women? Uh, th that is, uh, he, he, I think the, the elephant in the room is what's going to happen to scroll, the scroll down a little so we can see like, um, 11 through 20 or something like that. Yeah. Matilda Gardens is winning just so everyone knows. So. There's so there are I think there are just they have her winning don't they they both have her winning no 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 carry on Brian no no who Brian's doesn't have her who I just does... wanted to say Matilda Garns is winning and now Brian oh what do you mean like winning the event that's just me that shows oh, wow. you I'm, I'm not just copying and pasting every list okay <laughs> Brian. okay oh you copy and pasted oh, the bottom too John no 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 no, no, no. I, I, some of my spelling was wrong I was showing them saying that shows that I'm not just copying and pasting uh, it was just that one. What were you going to say, Brian, about these these ladies down here? Camila, Claudia Gluck, uh, Elisa Fuliano. Yeah, I think everyone Hale. everyone in this in this part of the list here, and even a little bit further down to the Spanish woman and Elena Noyana, this French woman Marie Robin. Um, like the reason there's a reason that it's all the same names, even though the spots are a little different. Is like this is the next group of women in Europe, and this is the spot in the list that if you're trying to see, okay, who is this person that might be coming. That's going to have some surprises. That's going to be in sixth place after two days that we don't necessarily know about. They're probably going to come from this list. 
and all and each one of these women has a reason for being here um and so if you're trying to learn a little bit more about the depth of the field in europe this is the these are the names that you want to focus on coming into the week assuming that one or two of these is going to emerge as being a legitimate contender for a game slot is this a girl lydia listen to this i would rock a merton shirt gotta have like pigs and fire and explosion on it this is a girl who wants fire and explosions and pigs dude someone uh ask her get her fuck uh, th- there are two names on here that I recognize, uh, Lucy McGongle and o- o- Oyana Moya. Um, wh- how do I know them? How do I know Oyana? Well, Lucy is a, she's a teenage athlete. So okay. know, similarly to, uh, Olivia Kersetter go- and Trista Smith, she's already she- made the games. Okay. So she's, she's going to go here and compete. I think that her performance is much more likely to be like Trista Smith than Olivia's where she will have some good workouts. She can finish in the top half of the field, but she's not going to be in contention for a game spot. So it's good to, you know, good. And when you say teen, her. you mean 16, 17, yeah. right? Okay. Has a 14 or 15 year old, sorry to interrupt, Brian, ever made it to individual? Okay. Not, never not, okay. not, I think, individual I semifinals. think there was one at the ranch era, mate. Okay. Chad, we'd have to tech- check with Chad on that because he always okay. gives a stat that like, I think Kerstetter's now become the fourth youngest to ever make it. And I think that one of those stats is from like way back when it may have been younger, like 15. Um, and Oyana Moya, yeah, we've, I mean, we've seen her uh, compete in off-season competition. She was, I think, eighth last year in the Lowlands Throwdown. Like, she's right, she's right in the mix of those bubble athletes. Um, she's not. Not a according good, to Jonathan, she's not a very good runner. And I think that. What do you mean? He's got her one spot worse than. <laughs> oh, then not according to you guys, twenty-one and twenty-two. Marie yeah, Robin. I think that this is. I think that this is a tough test for her, and she's not. So she's not going to be as close as she was in the past two years. Oh, and there's another name I I, I recognize down there, A. 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 Wunger. And Andrea Solberg. Ella Wunger. Yeah. And Andrea Solberg. Yeah. Yeah. Andrea Solberg. Yeah. I mean, this is, there is a lot of depth in the European women's field. You know, we could go through every woman on this list and spend some time um, talking about what they're good and bad at. But I think overall, if if they're not in the top twenty on this list, then it would be surprising to me if they made it to the games say the girl's name who you have 27th brian's uh ao burke ifa 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 burke ifa of course ifa burke all right uh very interesting i, I think that the, the the real discussion around the women is uh gabriella magawa and what's going to happen uh in the pooling on the workout. legless rope climbs in, in both of those in that in that muscle up one and the legless rope climbs because I would say, yeah, it could get squirrely. I think, I think Sarah is also is a pretty big story in in Europe. Uh, Sarah, um, is there any workout that you think she will just absolutely completely shit the bed on? No, or that we, or that is there one that you think we should watch and be like, hey, this one's defining if she can be top 20 in this one, we're good. Um, it's the strength test, like, she doesn't need to overdo the snatch, just just lift things that are comfortable and in the in linda make sure that you're just moving super well like don't you know it's just it's like she should have kind of the bethany shadburn approach i don't need to win any of these things i just need to be good enough on them uh yeah so that's for the modern era that's what i'm saying i think it came before that existed but he's um, saying that they're not even allowed now helping saying you're not even allowed they're not even they're allowed. not they don't do the same 
test. Open. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. They, they have different weights okay. in the open and therefore they're not in that division. But I think before that existed, that there might've been one um, that did make it to the games that was younger than 16. Any chance Sarah could pull a Katrin? Yeah, I do. Like, Oh, second place overall. So. Probably not, but top five. Yeah. I think that's possible. I think Sarah needs to take the Bethany Shadburn approach and just stay within herself and do what she's capable of. I could see Sarah like, rocking event six and then not being able to do a pirouette for five minutes um, Jeez, wow like that's wow, that's like wow. you, you know what i'm saying though like i that's what i, I don't want to know i don't want to know happening to sarah um i also thought you meant take three years off like bethany did <laughs> no uh, I, didn't, I didn't mean that <laughs> jason yale i'm towards the beginning of the live stream right now but i feel like no one has talked about bailey well that's because this is a show about europeans any anything that we're not talking about europeans because we got sidetracked how dare you try to sidetrack us with no money no fucking money, and you want to sidetrack us. Disgusting. Okay, here we go. Uh, the dudes. So uh, if you go to befriendlyfitness.com, be befriendlyfitness.com, the article will say uh, that there are four guys that are going to make this easily. The problem is, is Brian only tells us three. And I thought that was a problem until I realized he's going to give us the fourth guy on the Sevon podcast. <laughs> Brian, you have Bjorgman, Bjorgman, Carl Goodmanson, Lazar Jukic, and Janikowski is the three you mentioned in the in the article. The opening sentence in the article says that there will be four. Look, Brian's checking right now. He wants to call bullshit on it. Like, I didn't say four. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, tell us, who is the fourth one, Brian? Sevon, Sevon podcast oh. exclusive. Who's the fourth guy that it's like, yeah, he's going? I think uh, Hapalainen. Hapalainen, I knew it. Okay. The tests are really, really good for Hapalainen. Tell me why. Why do you say that? Almost, almost like Pekowski. He's just he's a bigger guy that no, or he's more like a quant, Sam Quant. He's a bigger guy that knows how to send it. He's very good on machines, and he's doesn't have a lot of weaknesses in this particular test. Let's be honest about BKG, Bjorgman, Carl Goodmanson. Worst finish last year ever at the games, right? No. No. Oh. Worst since his rookie year. Okay. Worst finish in eight years at the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. He's waning. It's done. I don't think so. Oh. Uh, and why do you see that? What, what, what of his last performances did you see that makes you think that he's got the muster not only to make it to the games again, but, but be at the top of the heap. It's not so much which, uh, it's not so much of that. It's what I just saw from Brent and Pat. Oh, right, right. So just like it's the year of the old guy. You matched up with the Chinese calendar, and you're like, oh, year of the old guy. <laughs> um, like I said, I think these tests are much more suited to athletes that are going to excel at the games. We know that BK is one of the best games athletes of all time, and I think that these tests are going to show his fitness across and his, and his, especially his consistency across the weekend. Yeah. He, you say he's waning. Yeah. Lazar beat him last year in a tight race at Lowlands. He finished one spot behind Lazar at the games. He still was, he still was top 10. And, you know, we could have said, uh, Fellner was waning. He finished six. Fikowski was waning. He finished 16th. And we don't know. And I think that Vellner in an interview he did with Lauren for talking about fitness mentioned that, um, like they're aware that they're getting older, but they're also aware that they still, that they still got it and they still feel good. And they're kind of right now 
pushing the envelope in a way that Fraser and Froning didn't do, which is to try to remain relevant into their 30s at the top of the games field. They're contending for a podium or a championship. You know, they, you know, no, no, no harm or shame in what, in what Fraser or Froning did, but they didn't try to extend their elite careers, 31, 32, 33, 34 years old. That's what these three guys seem to be trying to do. Uh, I think BK is a year younger than Brent, who's a year younger than Pat, something like that. But um, yeah, I look at this test and, and I think John agrees that, you know, I think BK is a clear favorite. here. I, if Pat wins, will that be the oldest games winner? Oh, I can't. in the modern era, I have to go back and check and see how old James um, Fitzgerald was. James was, yeah. You think Pat retires if he wins? Man, I think I would. <laughs> That's a great way to go out. <laughs> I don't think he does, but man, that would that would really fuck with Medeiros if he did that. That'd be awesome to win and and then just not Hell let him get yeah. it back. Oh, oh yeah. God! And guys, I'm not tired. It would put Pat in this really I'm not tired. rare air. Would it be a John Elway-like moment and just walk off in the sunset? Oh, you look kind of like John Elway. That's interesting. You look like him, too. Throw that in the pile of people that uh, Michigan and looks like. Tom Hardy. Um, you know me and Tom uh, Hardy have the same birthday? I did know that. Fun fact. Uh, why, uh, did, why did you know? <laughs> Brian, Brian, what do you know about uh, Lazar Jukic's uh, health? I think he's coming in healthy. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, he had broken to... pieces, right? He had a piece that was broken that he didn't let heal. Are right? you talking about it from the Rogue Invitational to Dubai? I, I can't remember, but there was something where something happened. He broke something, and then he, and then we saw him compete again, and he's like, I'm fine. And it's like, there's no fucking way you're fine. What was that? What piece on him broke? Ankle? He, he, yeah, he rolled his ankle in uh, – pretty badly on the trail run test or event one of um, rogue imitation. And then, he, he, and then, and then he had some basically a fainting episode at, uh, at the top of the Hifa Haifa. The Burj Khalifa. Yeah. Burj Khalifa. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he was sick in Dubai and had another, you know, subpar performance. So I, I think he's, he came up the stairs on all four if people don't remember. Yeah. I think he's, uh, you know, not, I think he. I mean, it's, I think it's fair to potentially say he's disappointed, ranging towards embarrassed by those, you know, the things that happened there relative to what we, you know, have come to expect of him. Two-time top ten finisher at the games, but Gimaeros had two-time top ten finisher at the game also last year, and you know, he didn't make it this time. So it, nothing's a guarantee. You still have to show up and do it. Uh, Barclay Dale OPT was 33 one he won in 2007. Um, uh, Lazar had the incident with, uh, Saxon Panchik where they came in early on the bikes that, uh, but, uh, well, I will say this. I, I, I do think he had that bike incident. He had the rolling of the ankle and rogue. He had the stair incident where he doesn't remember the last few flights of stairs at the, uh, Burj, Burj, Burj Khalifi. But, uh, mentally, he, I never saw a kink in his armor. Did you? He always looked so positive. Lazar? Yeah, like but uh, in, in in his mental landscape, well, like like even after he even after he rode in an extra lap, that would have broken most men. He didn't even seem to. He was like, "Yep, move upward and onward." His his mental composure at the games was very good. I'd say in Dubai it was very bad. Okay, well, and that was a uh, that was a different kind of breakdown, right? That was re- that one was, was really out of his control. What? Pardon me. It was even throughout the weekend, and I but I think again that he's gone back and reflected on that. 
Um, I think this will be a strong showing for Lazar. I think, I think Lazar is. wins three events. Oh, no. Which here ones? we go again. You got to call him. Event two? No. Event, oh, event two? Wait, wait. Event two is the muscle-up one. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. Event six? Which is and then the event seven. Pirouette. And then the echo. God, that would be dope. Hey, why don't you have him winning event um, five? John, let's run back the same bet. Because he's a No, nope, absolutely not. I have so you much. Don't, more you don't need to be strong to win Lazar. event five. Oh, uh, you're right. The run. The run, the run. What, what about oh. event five? Why can't he win event five, John? Um, He could. But I, I well, like He's got wheels, doesn't he? Better. Yeah, but Luca's faster than him. I'd pick Luca before Lazar on that. You watch him race when they were 12 or what? Uh, they they've said before. So Lazar's a water polo player, and Luca's a, a soccer player. You think Luca uh, wins an event? Like you, you, Luca, you, you think okay. Luca wins an event at the um uh at the semifinals? I think Luca could win event five. Yeah, he, uh, they've said before Luca is a better runner than Lazar. Uh, uh Bronislaw is 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 are all of his, uh John has him in tenth. Let's see where Brian has him. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I mean, I think Bronis Law is going to come out this this event. Uh, he's getting coached by Justin Kotler. Um, I think he's going to surprise a lot. I think Bronis Law wins three events. I'm just kidding. Brian, 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 Brian has him at 16th. Brian, uh, Brian, you see Bronis Law as a one trick trick pony win the snatch event, and, and you think him as kind of the Griffin Raleigh. That's not fair to say about Griffin, one trick pony. We have, is a Griffin Raleigh. Why is that Lazar not fair? commented. You want to put that one up there, one of y'all? The best for the best performance that we've ever seen from Bronislaw was at strength. You find you find it. Sorry, sorry, Brian. You find okay. Go ahead, go ahead, Brian. The best the best uh, competitive performance we've ever seen of of Bronislaw in a in a elite men's field was at strength and depth. The first year, I think, is I think it was the first year. Yeah, and. Um, and he had a couple of home runs and a couple of bad finishes, but with the late, the way the test was and the field was that kept him right up in the hunt uh, for a podium throughout the weekend. I think that this field is really deep um, and that he's going to take some big hits. I think his, uh, his cardio or aerobic conditioning is as good as it's ever been. I just don't know if it's good enough. And I, while I think that obviously he'll snatch great and he could have a couple other top tens, that he's going to have some bottom finishes that against this field concern me that he won't be able to do enough to get it. Here, here's my reason. Here's my reasoning for bonus law. I just went event by event. And then I, I did rationalize it out to myself like biasly, but that's why he's 10th. If he ends up 20th, he was my shot in the dark. So, and like uh, nobody had Olivia Kerstetter making it and I picked her to make it. And I kind of, it's kind of the same concept here. I think since the sled pool is more about the sled and not as aerobic as I think they wanted it to be, I think he does much better in that event than he would in an, another endurance heavy event. Um, event two, since the ruck is more muscling your muscle ups, we talked before, I think he'll do better than that than a regular muscle up workout. Uh, event three, he should smoke Linda. Maybe his cardio is not good enough to win it, but he still should be great. Um, event four, he could win. Uh, event five, he won't win. Um, event, <sighs> and then event six, he's great on his hands. I don't know how he is with legless rope climbs, but I know he's great out on his hands. I think he'll have no trouble with the handstand pushups. And then event seven, I mean, if you're in eighth place, I believe he can pull out a Colton Mertens like 10th and seal his way to the games. 
Wow. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, 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 Karina Rain, just because you've been saying some funny shit lately, you made me laugh with the Chinese calendar comment. Thank you. And so it's always good to get money. Um, I, I do think that um, uh, of those guys, I mean, there's a lot of guys uh, with grit in there. Uh, definitely Brian's picks, Bjorkman, Lazar, and Janikowski have the crazy grit. Like they're going to war. I am a little concerned that Janikowski is going to have a, uh, he's going to pull a Pat Vellner. He's going to have a rough uh, first event and have to dig himself out of it the uh, the rest of the weekend. Well, that would be great if he had his, of Pat Vellner. Right. So for a rough first event and wins if the competition. It, right, right. If it, if it, if it, if it uh, ends this name. Uh, what about the guy who, uh, Fabian Benito, the guy who won, um, he, won he won Dubai, right? Mm-hmm. In, in kind of glorious uh, fashion. Yeah. Lots of tension and drama. Uh, you guys have him at sixth and eighth. Um, yeah, he's, I mean, he's been having a great season. He hit, you know, we've mentioned it before that last year at the semifinals, he actually did quite well on everything after the first test where he had a last place finish on the Lagos rope climb workout, which I don't think was due down to fitness. I think that was down to, um, uh, you know, kind of a, a mental implosion on that workout. Uh, it was, obviously it's impressive to rally back from that and have a bunch of good finishes. He's won several online competitions. He's been top near the top of the leaderboards and the uh, online qualifiers to get to this stage of the season. And I think that, the, you know, the confidence that he has take, taken away from um, Dubai is, is critically important for him. So if he's able to, you know, kind of leverage that confidence into giving us a full breadth of what he's capable of. I mean, you see where we have him there, sixth and eighth. If he, and that's the range where it feels like this guy should be in a qualifying position throughout, maybe not threatening for the podium, maybe not, lingering around the cut line, but just kind of steady as she goes. And I think he should make the games this year, which would be a big breakthrough for him. Oh, you guys both have Luca going. Will this be Luca's first games if he makes it? No, he made it two years ago, but that was a, he finished third place in the online uh, semifinal. Um, he pulled was, a Lazar and said he wasn't ready. I think we're going to see a, a um, improved version of Luca this year time around it was really close last year also it just came down to an overhead squat or two on the last workout um and i will be watching very closely at the last 20 reps specifically the last 10 or 5 reps of test 6 because i you know i think that what was we saw with mitchell stevenson uh last week you know that last rep of overhead squat ended up kind of eliminating his chances to make it uh and hopefully luca just manages that really well you know that's a that test in particular is one where if you get caught up in a race, it can really, really punish you. Which number? Um, test six. I mean, we saw it, not that it was super punishing for him specifically, but Vellner failed like five of his last pirouettes. You don't want to be in that situation. Stevenson let a minute of time bleed away on one rep. And like, you know, you don't want to panic in that workout ever. So no matter, you know, any advice to these athletes would be on test six, take nothing for granted until you've crossed the finish line. Be focused if you need, you know, Better to take a small break and execute than to risk it and miss five times. Have uh, you done the math on Stevenson? If he hits that last overhead squat and he doesn't take a minute and a half to do it, would he make it? Uh, not not with the way test seven went. Um, okay. It went in the match. Uh, uh, Melissa's asking the question, I guess, that we all – is the question about Luca. Is he getting stronger? And I, I'll pile on top of that. Uh, I know both – Lucas and, and Lazar are competition junkies, right? I mean, they do a lot of competitions as opposed to the other thing. 
is some athletes don't do any, is that good for them or is that bad for them? Hard to say. I mean, I think we're going to see, we're going to get in, in your, in particular, a chance to answer some of that. Luca did a ton of competitions this year, but he's tapered off of doing those recently. So he's been, you know, relatively competition less coming into the semifinals, which I think is a good decision. Uh, part of the reason he's doing those is to make money. And he did make a lot of money doing those and doing very well in those off-season competitions. And that's, you know, a very real thing for athletes that are trying to compete in this sport. There are a few different ways you can make money. And I think that he found one of them this year and capitalized on it. Uh, I think that he's, you know, built up a bit of armor in that regard, competition armor, you know, experience and, and resiliency. I wouldn't recommend doing as many competitions as he, as he did this year, year in and year out. But if it ends up, you know, that, that, that now because of that, he's able to make the games, you know, and maybe make it consistently for a few years in a row, that this would have been a valuable year for him. Um, and Lazar didn't had been doing more competitions this year. He didn't do as many, but part of that is because he got injured and sick. And, you know, that's, you know, that is the risk of doing all those competitions is if they don't go well for whatever reason, what effect does that have on you? Uh, Enrico Zanoni, uh, strength has been his issue, right? Yeah. So, Savon, I gotta, I gotta go. Uh, Hiller's gonna defend me. Ask Brian why he hates Angel. <clears throat> Hiller will defend you. Hate Angel Lokai. I literally had one, one spot away. <laughs> Thank you, John, for coming on. We'll see you soon, buddy. Thank you. Get the fuck out of here. John wants me okay. to defend his list, but I'm also upset that he doesn't have Uldison. He has Guillermo Brat. Or no, Giorgos Caravis. He has him high. I like him. But well, what yeah. about Zanoni? I w- I'd love to see Zanoni at the games. He's he's kind of the 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 Amy Kringle of uh he's like the street horner of the Europeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need him. We do need him. Well, so the, at this point in the men's list, maybe, maybe I, I, first of all, I thought that ranking the men in Europe was the hardest decisions I've had to make of any place yet. Um, and, and going down all the way to 20th on my list were guys that I considered putting inside the top 11. And the interesting thing about this group of athletes is you have guys like Zanoni, Upenix, Karavis, Katulis, Hoffer, Vuniak and Fasa that are on the smaller side. Now, smaller is relative, but just for the sake of an easy conversation for people to understand. Then you have guys like Agnol, Yelahoste, Branislaw, Ludwig, Hansen, and David Schrunke that are on the bigger side. And I think that in this range, you're going to see a lot of back and forth. Where that second group that I mentioned is going to come out hot in test one. And then the first group that I mentioned is going to fight back in test two. Test three is, I think, is a big Uh, opportunity for this group of athletes to make a statement because we've seen obviously Colton Mertens obliterate the record there. And we saw guys like Chandler Smith and Sam Cornwallier have some of the best scores. We have not necessarily seen a really big guy have an elite performance on this yet. So, you know, if one of those guys is is capable of doing it, um, like a, if a yellow host or an Agnol or Branislaw David is capable of having a really good test three, I'm going to take notice of that and feel like those are the guys that then have a chance because they should do. Most of them should do well on the snatch Agnol may be the exception of the bigger guys on that list. The running we can, we've seen that, uh, the bigger guys can also do well on that. And then it comes down to the gymnastics on, on test six, but I think it's execution as much as anything else. 
I think in general that this is a slightly favorable for the bigger athlete. And so I did give a little bit of an edge there, but when I was making my final picks, I ended up going with experience over anything else. Um, what about JR's question here? Hoffer is the uh, William Leahy, the fourth of Europe. It, what, what does that mean? Lots of hope, but it's going to fucking crash and burn. I mean, it's, it's a difficult question because we don't really, we still don't really know who Bill Leahy is. You know, we saw some shines, some um, moments of brilliance last year. We saw some good performances in online tests this year, but he didn't do any off-season competition. So we we don't have like a, an actual competitive data point to say like, oh, well, he was 10th at Wadapalooza, and that's a pretty good sign. He didn't do any of those competitions. And then he got sick and was unable to do this um, this one. Yeah, so that's it's exactly right. So this is where I was going. The things that stand out about both of them is the adaptation is that they seem to be able to adapt to this sport very quickly at a young age and, and somewhat of a young training age within the sport of CrossFit. They both have, like I said, have had uh, very good performances in, in specific things. Can they put it together and make uh, a complete test at a semifinal level? We didn't get the, we didn't get that answer from Bill. I'm very hopeful that we'll get that answer from Victor. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure if it's going to be enough this year, though. Uh, either way, this is going to be an exciting event. It's it, it, it's going to be fucking. This is. I think there's going to be some crazy drama here. I'm there's, like there's... very hopeful that we actually do have drama on the men's side for this one, and that it's not that thirty to forty point gap when when the dust settles after test seven. Either the cut or at the top. At the cut. The top is fun, but the you know the cut line is the drama at this stage of the season. And on the men's side, even though we, you know, we try to build it up coming into the final, there is an opportunity where you just both in um, North America, East and West, when the last heat went and no one, you know, everything kind of went as it needed to, to avoid any of the drama. Uh, is Sevon Alphine Hiller into a quiet demeanor? Not, not even. There's many shows where Hiller is quiet. I was, I was or, letting John uh, and Brian swing yeah. their stuff around. Yes, yeah, yeah, easy. Sevon will have Hiller pick dog poop up on the beach, play tennis, and learn magic tricks. Yeah, that all of that's true. That is true. We've <laughs> already part, done all those things. That, we have done all those things. <laughs> well, minus the tennis. I'm sure that's soon. That's very soon. Uh, Brian, uh, great, great uh, show uh, here coming up this weekend. Uh, you will be there on the ground. Um, you haven't blessed us with your presence uh up until this point, uh, mid-show, although you did try the first week at the end, which was very nice. You uh, Can we look forward to seeing you on the show? Because I have a feeling it's going to be harder to get people who are up at those random hours, and I'll be needing to lean on you a little bit. Yeah, I mean, part of the reason that I haven't made much of an effort is because there have been a lot of, of... I wasn't accusing you of not making an effort. <laughs> that hurt. No, no, no. I mean, I, there are some times that I potentially could have done it. But I looked and there were four or five people on there anyway, and it just didn't seem necessary. Fair, fair. Um, uh, I told you Will Bennett would be in top 30, had one event that kicked him out of teens. I don't know who that is. I strongly disagree with where John has brought us a lot to. I can't defend his list. You can't? No. You don't I like him a lot. But, but he doesn't have a chance Brian's in Brian's got him better placed. Does he just have no engine? Is that the thing compared to the relative to these He's other just guys? He's not that good at CrossFit. Wow. He's very strong. Wow, <laughs> and I don't know. John was swayed through the Instagram. I think uh, Hiller came here yesterday with a six pack of C four, and that was the first thing he put in the fridge. An eight pack. Oh, sorry, eight pack. So <laughs> just so you know, there's plenty. I've never seen C four in my fridge, and now there's tons of it. 
<clears throat> he even brought me one, which is cool, which I might even drink today. I brought you a ghost, actually. Uh, Brian, any any final words uh, here? I mean, I'm just I I don't know if it shows because I am a little bit uh, tired, but I'm super excited for Europe in general. I think that it's going to be it a shows. really incredible environment over there. I think that uh, even though I never got to go to any of them, that the European regionals were often some of the best regionals in terms of the, the crowd, the fan, the races, the excitement. And I, I mean, not, not that I'm upset about it, but you know, it was, it is a little bit of a bummer that the men have closed out the weekend in the East and the West and that there was very little drama. I mean, it's great that the teams and women have had a lot of drama, but I, feel good about the fact that there's going to be one of those situations where there's a few points separating more than two men for the last couple spots in or out. And that Which would men be, would require drama there. Do you think what would drama look like to you? I mean, because I think the drama, oh, where, knows, where there's, like, you know, Spiegel, the Wells, Bailey rail, Bailey yep. rail, Abigail Doma, Kelly Baker. Like they didn't know they made and, it. And they're and in. Not, okay. And even if you ran the math, on the back end, you were like, I think it's this, but my goodness, 415, 415, 413, like anything on my math is wrong. And that's a different person in. It's extremely tight. And and for the men's field, that hasn't been the case at all. And I think it will be this time. And I obviously don't know exactly who it will be. You see some of the people that I have close to the cut line. So this is if, if you're looking at the list specifically from John Young, <laughs> from he's here. Zanoni he's down he's to driving away. Well, that's fair. From Zanoni down, I think those are the, the places I would be focusing as uh, needing a really good uh, high-level execution throughout the week if they want to get in. Did you see this uh, post that um, uh, Kelly Baker made, Brian? I did. Fuck is that shit? It's as if she's never heard herself on the show and someone told her something, but she missed all the times you were talking her up. You were gassing her up. How dare she say... <laughs> I've probably heard you talk good about her a dozen times. How dare she say I reduced her to nothing but a body? How dare she? God, well, how is she all? This is this is uh one hour ago. She's already in wine country. Oh yeah, she's in Pasadena. Where she's put? She's already uh, celebrating. An hour ago at seven forty in the morning, Kelly Baker's having a glass of wine at the at the. Uh... How'd you know she was gonna make it? Ten years she tried. This is her first game ride to well, the games, right? She said 2016. It's not quite 10 years, and she's been at the games twice on a team. Um, I don't know. Everything was boding well for her, and I thought, you know, she she seems to be a fairly consistent uh, performer. I think she was 11th in the Open, fourth in the quarterfinals. Didn't really have any bad performances, and. You know, consistency pays off in these competitions. She had one bad finish, and it was, uh, but everything else was good enough to offset her. Or offset that she, for her. You think she's top thirty at the games? Mm. Mm. Can we? I don't know. I have to got to think about that one. That needs to be a sound bite. A that is. Mm. Sevon talks about Baker like that is not even true at all. Whoa, whoa! I don't know. That's that accurate. is not. That's not even close. Maybe, like, listen, maybe I've never. Frequency. I've never know. said anything negative about Kelly no, Baker. I've been just talk about the frequency. I've been a huge fan. I remember uh, when Brian and I were in Albany, and I really wanted her to go. I just didn't. I just didn't know. I mean, here, think of it this way: that year we went and watched them in Albany, Brian Prevo made it right. 
but Kelly didn't. And this year, Kelly made it, and Prevo didn't. It's fucking. What'd you say? Eight or nine years later. I mean, that's pretty. It's it's wild. That's a long time to be trying. What? Well, five years since then. Why? That was in 2016. That was 2018. Oh, okay. Years. Yeah, Jonathan Lane. Yeah, she's something else. What, what yeah, does that mean? She's something else. You can make up, make it whatever you want. That means it's like just careful where where you tread, but you just make up some shit in your head. I make up my shit, you make up your shit. Brian is Kelly. Ba- watch, Brian is Kelly Baker something else or what? Couldn't have said it better. Yeah, thank you. Damn. All right. All right, I agree. Yeah, she's something else. Uh all right, guys. Uh, crazy great coverage coming. Another great show. Thank you uh, to Brian and um, uh, John Young. Uh, I'll just I'll just throw this out there. As Please. good as I think this competition is going to be, I think we're going to see very few event records broken. Oh, okay. Burn. That sucks. Well, what which is final? interesting because you also think the CrossFit Games champ for the women is also in this group. <clears throat> and it's also the final week. Which yeah. I think the CrossFit Games champ is also in that group, but I don't think it's who you think it is. You think it's Matilda Garns too? No, I think it's Annie. I think Annie's. <laughs> I think Annie's gonna fuck shit up. Oh, John Young thinks it's Bronislaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you and John? He's talking about it for a, a event record. We'll see. I mean, I, oh. everyone would have put their money down on Anthony Davis, and it didn't happen. Um, Three twenty-five is a pretty impressive lift from Tudor that uh, in that circumstance, and I don't know that Bronislaw is going to need to do any more than that to win. So we'll see. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Uh, I personally love it when someone comments on my body. Well, thank you. I, I personally love commenting on your body. It's a match made in heaven. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We will see you uh, maybe tonight for a surprise show. Uh, t- t- tell me your travel plans, Brian. You leave in three hours, two hours? Mm-hmm. You, nonstop to Berlin? Or you got some crazy layover uh, in Paris or something? Uh, not a crazy layover, but London. Okay. And then in uh, a quick change, or will you get out of the get out of the airport and visit friends or anything? No, just you know, a couple hours and take a quick flight over to Germany, meet up with some buddies there, try to enjoy the city on Wednesday, um, and then get to work on Thursday. So, so you land? What time do you land there Wednesday morning? Eleven a.m. or twelve noon, something like that. Okay, and uh, are you friends with Daniel Chaffee? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's France. He's France. I was thinking he's Germany. He'd be hosting. Okay. And then, so then you get there Wednesday. So you have one day to acclimate to the jet lag. And then, and then Thursday you're on Thursday is a full day of work for you with teams, right? Yeah. It's going to Europe is usually, um, I mean, you never, I'm not going to get great sleep on the overnight flight, but I'll sleep some. And then as I just will push through on Wednesday and, you know, probably go to bed around 8 PM, 9 PM, sleep through the night and be good to go. Uh, Devesh Maharaj, uh, 8 out of 10 for Brian on his performance, an 8.5 out of 10 for John, a 9 out of 10 for Hiller, and a 7 out of 7 for Sevi. That's weird. I'm on a different scale than you guys. He likes it better. I don't talk very much. Did did you ever hear that we ran into him, JR and I? Someone sent me a text. I met Devesh. He looks like a serial killer. I don't know who sent that to me, but that's all I remember. And I was like, all right, be nice to him in the comments. And then, and then, so we didn't talk about teams. Maybe uh, Brian. Uh, okay, maybe we could do something. To, w- Brian, we should hook up uh, tomorrow. We should play. We should figure something out. Ah, no one cares about the teams. Oh, I put the <laughs> rankings. Uh, I put the predictions for teams on the website, just like everything else. And there are some very, very strong teams in Europe. 
And then, um, and then, and then, when do you fly back? Do you fly back on the fifth, May fifth? June. That's 5th. Monday. Oh, sorry, June fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no tourism in Germany for you. Uh, agreed, uh, Devesh. But three out of ten for John. He plagiarized the list. Wow, cheating! You get doc points for cheating. That's crazy. Everyone gets doc for cheating, unless you go to like college, then you get rewarded. I think all of you did a ten out of ten. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.